0: This is strategic moves with Ken Dow.
1: So I was dating a young lady and she used to tell me all the time, like, you my pastor wouldn't approve of me. I'd be like, whatever, your pastor, Errol, all pastors approve of me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so <laughs> literally... I was, uh, and you know, that's where I met you on the football field. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I'm football through and through, so I'm most Mm -hmm. comfortable on the football field. So Mm -hmm. on September 8th, 2012, Mm -hmm. I'm literally on the football field, and I was there with my daughter and my sons, and we were watching my youngest son scrimmage Mm -hmm. at Cleveland Heights, right? Mm -hmm. And I bet your son was there at the time, too. Mm -hmm. So I come up into the stands over in Strongsville. Okay. And you know the stands in Strongsville, they're metal. Right. Right. And they have like two lightning rods and then Mm -hmm. they have two flagpoles. Okay. And it's, you know, so I come in at the lowest point and I'm using an umbrella that was my ex wife's umbrella. (laughs) And my ex wife's (laughs) umbrella. So I'm using an umbrella and I get struck by lightning. Really? Literally. One boat of light. was lions. people in the stands. Everybody was there, so you you were at height, so you know they were. So, <laughs> one boat I of light goes funny, like but... this. <laughs> it's hilarious today, it wasn't that day. <laughs> <laughs> so one boat of lightning <laughs> goes across like that one comes down oh and so you know wow. and so if you ever see travis you remember travis right you see his mom she right. was there all of oh, them wow. so you know heights wow. travel, right exactly. when the team travels, so it was yeah, hundreds and, and of and people travis there. Was
0: there anthony definitely uh, was there yes.
1: i wonder why i didn't remember this jeez you wasn't there that day i wasn't there. I now, didn't been there so it was like so one boat of lightning comes down and strikes me and my daughter Whoa. You know, and so I'm just sitting up and I walked away and they're like, you want us to call So I didn't even realize I was struck because the umbrella, my ex-wife's umbrella. <laughs> Flew out your head. Yes. And, wow. I, and I kicked. And my daughter yells, Daddy, right? Wow. And so I'm just sitting there like, I'm just standing there and I see everybody in the stands because I'm at the lowest point. All right. Now, keep in mind, lightning strikes the highest point. Right. I'm at the lowest point. And so everybody in the stands is sitting there looking at me like this. Wow. And I'm just standing there looking because I didn't know what happened. This is Strategic Moves with Ken Dow.
0: Hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? You tuned in to another episode of Strategic Moves. I'm your host, Ken Dow. This is a place where I bring art, culture, politics, and business all together. And I do it every Sunday right here on this channel when i'm not shooting this podcast i am the owner of strategic resources where we specialize in political campaigns government and public relations i've been doing it around this state for over 25 years and i met a bunch of amazing people along the way and i want to make your next move a strategic move and this show gives me an opportunity to do just that so If this is a place that you think you're interested in hearing any of those type of things, if it's something you think you might want to tune in and listen to, then all I need you to do, I need you to hit the subscribe button. I need you to leave a comment and hit the notification bell as well. Now, today, I don't know why it took me so hard to get that out, but we're going to fix that. But today... I have a gentleman in our program who's going to be here today to talk to us a little bit. He's been in the city of Cleveland for a while. We done did some business together for a while, and I consider him a rising star in business in this city. He has a company by the name of CEO 360 right here in Cleveland, and he's none other than Mr. Jerry Prim. So everybody, welcome Jerry Prim to our program today. The crowd loves you. We're really happy you came out today. audience is always happy to have you in the house of- I want you to settle down and get warm. All right, all right, Kyle, let him down, let him go. Oh, Jerry, 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 I love you. God, hang my goodness. You just get the biggest applause ever on the show, man. Jesus.
1: Yeah, good
0: Lord. All right. So, Jerry Prim. All right. Mr. Jerry Prim, I want you to tell everybody about your company a little bit and where you're from. So in tradition of our program, and I had a rough start getting started, I don't know I got so tongue-tied on trying to get this thing out this morning, but I got it. Well, so we're going to settle down, and Jerry, I want you to tell everybody where you come from and a little bit about yourself.
1: I come from East 108th and St. Clair. Oh, born so in you were you
0: Glenville.
1: 10-5. <laughs> oh, yeah, Lincoln West. All right, Lincoln West. Lincoln West. So where you grew up in Glenville? On 108th. Right. I hung out mostly down there on 99th, <laughs> 91st, but I mm-hmm. lived on 108th yeah
0: that's where you grow most of your life yeah. or are you
1: well i lived a portion of my life in western pennsylvania mm-hmm. and that's where you i think i still got a little bit of the accent mm-hmm. but in actually hermitage pennsylvania which is the nicest area around sharon pa just okay. right over the border literally mm-hmm. over the border i can mm-hmm. see the ohio border from my backyard okay But, you know, I I had an awesome life. I lived part of my life in the city of Cleveland, Mm -hmm. moved. My mother moved us there because I guess she thought we'd get a better education there Mm -hmm. where we ended up integrating the neighborhood, which was interesting to say the least in the late 70s, early 80s, Mm -hmm. and then reconnected with my father when I turned 14 in 1987 mm-hmm. and I moved back to Cleveland. My sister didn't, I moved back to Cleveland because I knew I needed to discipline for my father mm-hmm. and you know, been in Cleveland ever since. So is you and your sister? No, I have literally 11 siblings. Really? blood siblings not like i grew up on the same street you. like blood. it was 11 of y'all it's 12 of
0: us 12 of you guys 12 of us yeah and and all of y'all in the house at one time how nah, did that work nah, out that's man? physically impossible yeah that's, that's what i'm saying <laughs> how did y'all work that out
1: <laughs> yeah now nah, so and what given? was the most in the house at one time and on a, a given day maybe seven all right give or take seven okay you know so you know there's you know, Papa was a Rolling Stone. Those, okay. those was the times back then, right. and, and I think it was really hereditary because mm-hmm. my grandfather, my great grandfather, my uncle was pretty confident. Oh, okay. So your mom don't have eleven kids? No. Oh, my that's dad.
0: no, because no, it yeah. was unheard of. For families nah. back then, where mom will have eleven kids. Yeah, nah. My nah, grandmother you said dad had, had seven. Had 11 kids. All right, but my so.
1: grandparents. I don't know how many my grandfather mm-hmm. had, but my father had. Yeah, mm-hmm. ten. Yeah, wow. ten by six different women. Okay. And all of us knew each other, you know. Really? We are not would know each other. Yeah, we all get along, mm-hmm.
2: you know.
0: All in the same city.
1: Yeah, give it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> I had an interesting experience, right? So it's it's I'm laughing about it right now, but right. I remember like one of my sisters, she paid God's rest her soul. Mm-hmm. And uh so I'm talking to my mother and I'm lamenting it, God rest my mama's soul. So I'm talking to my mother, and I'm lamenting because she's, you know, my sister just died that Mm -hmm. day, right? So she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sad. I feel so sorry for you. I feel so hurt. You know, she was like, you know, uh, I feel like it's one of my children. And she was like, how old was she? I was like, she was four months younger than me. (laughs) (laughs) My mother lost, and she just went in on my dad. Wow. Wow. So, wow. I was like she was four months younger than me. Oh did uh, she oh uh, my God. Uh, everything. Why did I say that? that? Why so you it, said it, it went from her consoling <laughs> me from losing my to uh, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, attack <laughs> on my dad. Right? So, no, <laughs> exactly. Jesus. Exactly. No, yeah. so, no, trust me, man.
0: We all didn't had our share of that back <laughs> yeah. then. Oh, man, was something Damn else, man. man. Trust me on that one. I, I had <laughs> plenty of guests come on this show. Who, who, who That's why we did that Brother Can We Talk series. Right. Because it was just like, brothers, we all screwed up. Right,
1: pretty really much. Right. I'm like, Lord, you know how many years of therapy it took me to get through that? You exactly. Know? Because exactly. you got to think about it. I'm right. the oldest son. Right. So being the oldest son, you know, yeah. my younger siblings are like 11 and 13 years younger than me. Right. Wow. So wow. me being the oldest son, that meant that I was... You know, uh, cooking for them, and I can remember right. having a conversation with my old man about, look, you eating too much after school. You know, you, your brother and sisters got to have stuff at the end of the week to eat. You know, those mm-hmm. kind of conversations. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, you know, it, took, it takes some time. Oh, you know, it takes that's why. Time. I, that's why I showed up. I couldn't stay the whole time. I think I had some meetings, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I appreciated the fact that you had an event. Right. where we could have those kind of conversations. Exactly. I would have liked to see it be more interactive with right. the crowd. But right. I, you know, I just appreciate the fact that we mm-hmm. had an event where we talked about mental health of black men. Right. I was like, praise God. Thank you. Jesus. I could not <laughs> not show, you know what I mean? Right. Exactly. I had so much going on that day, but mm-hmm. I could not not show.
0: Oh no, it, it was rough, man. And, and, and the community <clears throat> back then in that neighborhood, because man, you know, I grew up in that same community and your era was really deep into that crack cocaine, crack cocaine and all of that gangs and oh stuff God. back then. So let's talk a little bit about the community growing up before they bust our asses over there, the Lincoln West. Oh man, you know, like,
1: well, for me, I I was bust. Mm-hmm. Like when I moved back from Pennsylvania, okay. I moved back in ninth grade. Okay. I literally lived a block and a half away from, I grew up on 108. <laughs> right. <laughs> Glenville was on 110. Uh, right, exactly. I lived a block and a half right. away from Glenville. Exactly. But I had to get up an extra hour early Exactly to walk all the way down here to catch the bus to mm-hmm. go an hour mm-hmm. on the west side. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I wasn't a big fan of busing, still am not, mm-hmm. you know, but I wouldn't trade it. I, I love the experiences, mm-hmm. but, you know, growing up in that neighborhood, during that time was an interesting period of time because I was a book. I was the nerd. Really? I was, yeah, I was the Muslim nerd at the time. So
0: you grew up Muslim.
1: Yeah. I grew up in the nation of Islam. Absolutely. Okay. So, but you know, I still go, I see brother minister Roland constantly, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know, I go get my pies and I go Mm -hmm. sit down and build with him in the FOI. Mm -hmm. You know, once you go through that process, you don't just jump in the nation of Islam, like Mm -hmm. sign a piece of paper. There's a Mm -hmm. process that you got to go through. So, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know, so what made you convert convert? Out to, of
0: Islam into Christianity. I because I know I, you were at one point considering being, was a minister. I or am doing, a minister. Right, that's what
1: yeah, I'm saying. You're a, a minister, minister and that stuff. So. Well, I think that, and here's the thing that I think that m- most people don't get, right? You can't account for the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So in the nation, if you c- can't see it, taste it, touch it, feel it, smell it, mm-hmm. it doesn't exist. They don't believe in life after death. Mm-hmm. No spook spirits, or ghosts. Mm-hmm. So I was dating a young lady and she used to tell me all the time, like, you my pastor wouldn't approve me. I'd be like, whatever, your pastor, Errol, all pastors approve of me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so <laughs> literally, I was, uh, and you know, that's where I met you on the football field. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I'm football through and through, so I'm most Mm -hmm. comfortable on the football field. So Mm -hmm. on September 8th, 2012, Mm -hmm. I'm literally on the football field, and I was there with my daughter and my sons, and we were watching my youngest son scrimmage Mm -hmm. at Cleveland Heights, right? Mm -hmm. And I bet your son was there at the time, too. Mm -hmm. So I come up into the stands over in Strongsville. Okay. And you know the stands in Strongsville, they're metal. Right. Right. And they have, like, two lightning rods, and then mm-hmm. they have two flagpoles. Okay. And it's, you know, so I come in at the lowest point, and I'm using an umbrella that was my ex-wife's umbrella. <laughs> <and> my ex-wife's <laughs> umbrella. So I'm using an umbrella, and I get struck by lightning. Really? Literally. One Boat of Light. There was people in the stands. Everybody was there. So you you were at height, So you know they were. So <laughs> One Boat of Light like but... this. <laughs> it's hilarious today. It wasn't that day. <laughs> <laughs> so one boat of lightning <laughs> goes across like that, one comes down. Oh. And so you know wow. and so if you ever see Travis you remember Travis? Right. You see his mom, she right. was there, all of wow. them. So you know heights wow. traveled. Right. Exactly. When the team travels, so it was yeah, hundreds and, and of and people there. was there, Anthony
0: definitely
2: uh, was there. Yes.
1: I wonder why I didn't remember this. Jeez. You wasn't there that day. I wasn't there. I had never been there. So it was like so one boat of lightning comes down and strikes me and my daughter. Whoa. You know, and so I'm just sitting up and I walked away and they're like, you want us to call So I didn't even realize I was struck because the umbrella, my ex-wife's umbrella. <laughs> Flew out your head. Yes. And, wow. I, and I kicked. And my daughter yells, Daddy, right? Wow. And so I'm just sitting there like, I'm just standing there and I see everybody in the stands because I'm at the lowest point. Right. Now, keep in mind, lightning strikes the highest point. Right. I'm at the lowest point. And so everybody in the stands was sitting there looking at me like this. Wow. And I'm just standing there looking because I didn't know what happened. I Mm. didn't see the lightning. I didn't see any of it. And I was like, and they were all, like, their mouths were open. And I was like, did did, did I just get struck by lightning? And they're like, yeah. You want us to call the ambulance? I'm Mm -hmm. like, nah, I feel okay. Right? Wow. And then, so that was on September 8th, 2012. So, you know, that was... The attention getter, really? Yeah. So just just walk with me. Okay. So when I go, you know, I kept going at it with my then girlfriend, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna go to her church, meet her pastor, get him mm-hmm. to rubber stamp me," because I thought I was madly in love with her at the time, and I probably mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. And so I go to her church with her mother, mm. and her pastor is on vacation. Ooh. So I'm just like, oh man, you know me, Kenny. I got one of these personalities mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. if I think you wasting my time, I get up and walk out. But right. for whatever reason, I didn't meet my objective was to meet her pastor. Was a minister there. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why I listen to any minister. If my pastor let him in the pulpit, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> there was a minister there and he preached, and he preached for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. he says, before he starts preaching, he says, open up to Psalm 142. Mm -hmm. And I open up to Psalm 142 and I read the seven verses. Then I start crying. Mm. Now, you know me, Kitty. I ain't crying for nothing. And at the time I'm banging girlfriend. Mm -hmm. My kids is in Ivy league schools. I'm Mm -hmm. doing well. I'm number one in sales Mm and on the whole continent. I'm doing good. I got Mm -hmm. money in my pocket. Why am I crying? Mm Right. So <clears throat> everything that this minister was teaching on mm-hmm. is what was, every time he hit a point is what was going on in my head.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I cried the entire sermon. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the sermon, he says, are there any visitors? So I raised my hand. They All they were mm-hmm. doing, like mm-hmm. the ushers keep handing me tissues the whole day, right. the whole sermon. Right? right, And when he says... He says, all right, visitors, I think I was the only visitor that day. He says, stand up and tell your name and and who invited you. So I stood up to say, my name is Jerry Prim, and I was invited by Edie Jones. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying that, and you know, I'm, I'm pretty articulate. I, you give me a microphone, I can go. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying that, I start speaking in tongues. Really? Sears is a heart attack. I've never done it since. But I think the reason why... <clears throat> Because it happened all in like 45 days, me getting struck by lightning. And I think the reason why the Lord struck me with lightning was because He wanted me to know if I didn't do the things that He told me to do, mm-hmm. that He can come get me any. Like just think about it. I coach football for 16 years. I'm most comfortable on the football field. My son, oldest son still plays pro football to this day,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I'm most comfortable on the football field. But if he, he come get me anytime He wants to, and I don't have, I can't stop it. So he let me know that if I don't do what he tells me to do, Mm. that um, he'd come get me. So, you know, I have a very healthy fear. So, no, I think that the reason why I really believe that the reason why I was struck by lightning was because there are things that I would do later in life that Mm -hmm. I would it'd be a lot easier for me not to fight those battles. Mm -hmm. But if I was sent in to fight those battles, I couldn't quit. Right. When other people might quit or other people might think it's insurmountable, you know, I could take the easy way, but I have a very healthy fear of the Lord. So when you see me out here mm-hmm. doing some stuff, I, you know, my pastor taught me I never make a major decision without talking to the Lord first. Period. I just don't. So uh, let's go back a little bit
0: mm-hmm. because we we kind of jumped through there and took us into this Christianity and right. not Muslim conversation, which. It's a good one, and and, it, and I think it ties to something we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier. When we talked about growing up mm-hmm. in that community and the people that we grew up with, and you right. mentioned the fact that you grew up with some of the members of Bone thugs and harmony Yeah. And some of the, just like we said, some of the, and, and, and it, it, it's a faith thing and everything else. is like you say, you were kind of the nerd in growing up in that regard and, and, and into your faith. Which helped you make good decisions because, yeah, you know, no in, in that, I, the community back then, it was really hard, man. I mean, it was people <laughs> right. either you, I, I, I made this joke before in, in the 80s, 86, 87, 85. You know, nothing but crackheads and dope dealers came right. out of Lincoln West. I mean, that's that, that, <laughs> a lot that, of them. it was a lot of them, man. <laughs> right. A lot of them. And if they wasn't, their parents was, their yeah. sisters, their yeah. uncles. It was a terrible time. So what was it like growing up with those guys? With Bone?
1: Yeah. Man, back then it was like a billion of them. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just the five. Okay. they're like Bone Enterprise. I remember every other day. Like, I remember you people.
0: You know, I, I totally forgot about that. It was Bone Enterprise. Yeah. That's
1: correct. Yeah. So... It was cool. I mean, they weren't. It, they weren't like back then. We didn't know they were special. Mm-hmm. I knew they were special when they could come up like I like I was telling you before we were on camera mm-hmm. that I could come up with a good rhyme like once every three weeks. Right. They did it every single day, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I need to go to college, right? Because <laughs> I ain't gonna be like this exactly. You know. So, but it was it was it was cool. They were just cool guys that mm-hmm. you just. Mm-hmm. that you just went to high school with you know mm-hmm. it wasn't mm-hmm. like who they're special right. you know matter of fact probably k chill was more special because he had a album out mm-hmm. while we were in high school okay and shout out to chris mm-hmm. uh, but uh, he had an album out while we were in high school so he was probably in our high school and i think he ended up transferring to glenville or something but he was probably more special in the neighborhood but
0: give uh, us your best bone thugs and harmony story that you could share on camera
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's i let's heard
0: some of your off camera stories right right <laughs> let's see
1: it was just that i guess my best bone thugs and harmony steve lazy he was just so focused mm-hmm. like they like steve lived with his girlfriend stan lived Flesh lived with James Norton, but like their life circumstances with their family, with their mother Mm -hmm. forced them not to be in the same space at the same time. Mm. And so when you dealt with them, Stan was like working at KFC Mm -hmm. and he was hyper-focused. Like, And I can remember just thinking, like just watching everything about them Mm -hmm. because they were like, this is my way out. Right. When I would see Steve, I would see Stan. And Mm -hmm. those were the two that I'm closest to. Mm -hmm. They were just like, this is my way out. So Stan, from my perception, looking at the outside in, Mm -hmm. Stan worked at KFC to help pay for like studio time and the things that they did. But they were just like hyper focused in on their success. Mm -hmm. So when I remember when Thuggish Ruggish Bone came out, Mm I wasn't surprised mm-hmm. at all, you know, mm-hmm. and that's like, you know, that's one of the thought patterns. And then the other thing I think about is everybody on St. Clair when they made it, they took the whole It's like the whole St. Clair can mm-hmm. matter of fact, they right. wrote up the first version of crossroads about my bus driver's son, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, and uh, you know, so just watching somebody, that you touched every single day that Mm -hmm. you sat there and talked to every single day Mm -hmm. that you watched, like seriously struggle, and I don't even know that I've ever seen an interview where Steven Stan told all of the stories about them growing up. Mm -hmm. I used to watch Steve just be dead sleep Mm -hmm. in class Mm -hmm. because he had to hustle. And when he got to school, he would be dead sleep. Mm -hmm. Like, and, Like they had an unbelievable drive to me. Right. If that makes any kind of sense. No, I understand. I understand.
0: Yeah. So, Jerry, let's talk a little bit about your business and what you're doing now. I I, I do know that you're a Central State alumni. God, for Central, for State. I will let you make sure (laughs) I I, I let you get that off and everything before we move on. But also, now I want to talk about what you're doing now with your business. Now, let's talk a little bit about what it is you do now. I know you were in sales,
1: you're in sales, man. So, Tell the people what right. Jerry Prim does. Really, if you look at what we do, we do business process management. Mm-hmm. So all there are a few components that every single organization has. That's marketing, that's sales, that's operation, that's customer service, which leads right back to marketing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trained in BPM by IBM. And so and we what come, is BPM? Business process management.
0: And what is that? I, so, I, 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 I pride my show on not trying to act like we know everything and every, and assuming right. that everybody who watches our show know everything. So right. break it down to us. So
1: really, just, I try to keep it as simple as possible. So mm-hmm. first of all, you know, I eat, sleep, and drink data. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the sh- the the simplest way I can explain it is every organization, whether you're for-profit or non-profit, has to do some sort of marketing. hmm then they have to do some sort of sales you, mm-hmm. because you have to feed the animal. You, know, you have to feed the institution. Mm-hmm. Then you have to do the operations. That's the actual work. Mm-hmm. Then you have to do the customer service. So if I were to give an analogy, marketing would be How? what do you need to put on the hook to sell? Mm-hmm. To, to If I would use fishing as an analogy. So what do you need to put on the hook? to get your customers mm-hmm. or get your clients mm-hmm. and so that's the bait that you put on the hook sales is how do you get the uh, fish out of the water and into the boat
2: mm-hmm.
1: operations is is how do you clean that fish and cook right. that fish correct and customer service is how do you clean up after yourself so somebody wants to come back right. and do it again making so, it
0: sustainable
1: all right so We go into organizations and we look at everything as processes, as opposed to getting emotional into the personalities.
0: So, so let me ask you then from your experience, what you think is the biggest mistakes that most of the people who call for your services are making in their business what that they would need to call on someone like you,
1: that they most, first and foremost, they probably have a, like, I could say that I have really great sauce Mm Mm-hmm and i'm on back on dupont and i want to put a a wing place there Mm -hmm. as opposed to saying all right where is the area that where's the population what's the looking at all of the data associated with it so where's the population that buys good sauce Mm -hmm. good wings or how much traffic comes through Mm -hmm. Uh, where's where's a good location for this business. So when you look at McDonald's, McDonald's doesn't just go into some place. They run a gajillion different. They do research. Yeah. They run a gajillion different research. When you look at one of the reasons why Kim's is so successful is because she's right there on 152nd, Mm -hmm. right in the heart of where we want to go get some. That's the reason why we tolerate that 40 minutes. It takes for me to get my six wings, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, because it's, it's a good location. Mm -hmm. But if I were on 105th and DuPont, Mm-hmm. Not so much. It's not enough popular. Not enough traffic coming through. Not enough. Wo- There's just a, a lot of factors, so people don't look at all of the data that makes a decision or that helps them make decisions. So, and,
0: so you say you you help them with their messaging? Sound like yeah.
1: We definitely yeah.
0: Social media.
1: Social yeah we yeah we, social media. We're aggressive with. Mm-hmm. We're extremely aggressive with.
0: And, and what what do you think is some tips you can give to some of the small business guys who are listening along the lines of marketing and social media
1: with social media is I, I really believe that you should hire somebody who does it mm-hmm. well like I'm not gonna go fix my transmission so it's difficult for me to sell Well but, but if you can't afford but then I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a couple I'm gonna give you some tips yeah. but mm-hmm. my first tip is to hire somebody who could do it mm-hmm. and it's really not that expensive and you really can't afford not to, because it they, they cut down the, they cut down the path to profitability. But the first thing is, is get on YouTube, watch videos, mm-hmm. and actually take the take the risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you watch some videos, you have mm-hmm. to recognize, or once you watch some stuff. You have to recognize you got to spend some money. I see you do marketing ads, right? Some of your ads hit, some of them don't, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You find when you find something that gets traction, that hits, mm-hmm. ride it. Mm-hmm. It's going. The traction is eventually going to leave, mm-hmm. and then when it leaves, you got to know how to tweak it to get better traction. Doing something different. So
0: let's stay on that point. Then. go ahead. So, <laughs> so you and I and I agree. I, I I think one of the best things you just said today was that. <laughs> and I'm not discounting nothing else you said so right. don't take it that way what i'm saying I, I i totally 100% agree with what you're saying with that i think that the first thing is to get up yourself and jump off into the pool and do it there, there's no real right there's a right and wrong to everything but when it is your own business man look you, you 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 don't have you sometimes you have no choice and sometimes If you make a mistake, you're only making a mistake on your own. So if you're working for somebody and you make a mistake, you can lose your job. Now, they say you can make a mistake in business and lose your
1: business. But, you know, more often than not, you know, when has anybody ever done anything successful where they didn't make mistakes and they didn't be bold? that's correct period the only way you're going to make it name one other successful person organization that didn't invest in themselves right and be bold yeah and i'm gonna tell you there's only one thing Mm -hmm. because there is one
0: thing you can invest in and i guess you could call you to some people they call themselves being bold and probably can come out on top and that's the lottery I'm
2: sorry.
0: <laughs> you go in there and pay that dollar. Chance, but, you win. You become a millionaire got, overnight. Got, and it's like, what? Well, what did I do? I, 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 but other man, than that, man, it ain't nothing yeah. else in this I world.
1: I bet even that one, man. <laughs> I, got to, I got clients who own casinos, right. literally. Right. And demand it's impossible for you to win. It's, the probability is so stacked. Oh, no, it. I'm saying that's the only... But outside of if, that, if, if you, but you have a very to, few who, yeah.
0: who pull that off, yeah. that's the only one that you can sit around a bunch of millionaires yeah. in life who are all sit around and they'll tell their stories about how life was rough and everything. Yeah. Get to you, Jerry, they say, "What, well, Jerry, how did you make your millions? And you'd be they like mega be, millions. Be, no,
1: <laughs> it won't be mega millions. I ain't bad luck. But you sit around them jokers, you sit in a room with some people who like literally own casinos right. in Vegas. And right. you're sitting up there like, and they explain to you how it's impossible for you to get out of that city with your money. And well, no, it's, you, it's people who, it's professional gamblers, Jerry. Not, but there's, they're there they're the bait that's the marketing right that's the bait right. for you and i right. they allow them in and matter of fact they put them on Instagram and oh, exactly. TV. Let you know so that they can get right. you to come there. Right. But the probability of you being one of them, name a hundred of them that actually oh, make no. money. Oh, no. Yeah. So oh, no, no, out of no. the thousands of people that fly in and out every yeah. day, I'm in Vegas like yeah. every six weeks. Yeah. No. So I sit back and I watch these jokers. I'd be like, I'm going straight to my hotel room.
0: Oh, no, I, I'm not a gambler. I, you know, I'm I a do gambler. a lot of stuff and yeah. I spend my money probably on a lot of frivolous things, but. I'm not gonna sit up there and roll no dice and
1: give it to him. But even even if you look at what you did right here, Mm
2: -hmm. right, Mm -hmm.
1: that's marketing, right? Right. I'm looking at your hat, right? That's marketing. Hey, look, I'm looking at you with your little sexy. You got on a sexy black outfit when I walked in the building, man. Exactly. That's marketing, right? Exactly. Exactly. And so, like that's that's what I mean by investing in yourself. Mm -hmm. You didn't just get on Microsoft Word, right? And, and I'm proud of you. Like I sit back and I'm like, okay, Kenny trying. And I see you tweaking. I watch your ads right? and I see you tweaking the ads and some stuff hit. Right. And I, and I can look at it and I can tell if it's hidden, okay, that didn't hit. All right. right. And then I see you making the adjustments, but you didn't just sit up here and like, (laughs) woe is me. My internet didn't hold it. Here, uh, go, hold it, here go Kenny with He got that sexy run DMC hookup. up um. <laughs> Oh, he's crazy, <laughs>
2: crazy.
0: But so, no, I, I'm with you, I'm with, yeah. but, but the, and, and I think in business, that's where you have to be, I think, and, and with everything, but you have to take the willing to invest in yourself yeah. and go out and get the information. And right now, I, I, I'd like to believe it's much easier than it's ever been.
1: I think that digital technology leveled the playing field for black and brown people, Mm -hmm. because back in the day we couldn't have fathomed dealing with artificial intelligence. Two years ago, we pivoted hard into Mm -hmm. AI and automation and we're doing Mm -hmm. pretty good with it right now. But 10 years ago, we couldn't have even spelt AI, correct? Let alone been able to use it to help us with marketing or help us with well, AI. you know, I,
0: I was just talking to someone about this the other day, and one of the things we talked about was in the fact that when I very first started my very first business, that's I was in my early 20s, then right. hell, right. And, and it tripped you out, but I remember. Putting ads in the yellow pages, the white pages. And the only ads we ran were what was going to be ran in the Sunday paper Mm -hmm. and trying to position your name with A, 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 -A whatever. Right. So that you can be at the top Top of of the listing of everything and taking out big ads in the newspaper to get people to buy your product and stuff back then. And from that, my business went from doing that to as I evolved in business and did every doing a few things, the last, I would say 15 years, I would say last 12 years. I'll give it a good 12 years. A lot of that work was word of mouth. Mm -hmm. All right. So then you, you go through a stage in business where you build up a reputation where people are saying, Hey, call Ken, you want to do a campaign? Call Ken when you want to do that. So you build up that. And then The word-of-mouth campaign got stymied when the pandemic hit and it started shutting people down and you couldn't communicate and everybody was like, Mm. how are we going to work? And then everybody started getting on Zoom and all this other stuff and being able to work. So it is a pivot. Things are changing. Mm -hmm. And, and, And to your point where you said that you see marketing and stuff, me as a business said, you know what? it's time for me to evolve as a business Mm -hmm. you know am I going to continue to just do this or do you want to take maybe community outreach and engagement to another level where you are having these conversations with people that allow you to still be a person that's engaged in the community to do what you want to do and evolve your business and I think that's kind of where you was going
1: yeah, sort of. Absolutely. Yeah. So when I, for me, when I look at digital technology, mm-hmm. you know, I heard Kanye say one time that you can at least take your phone and make a viral, you know, mm-hmm. you could take your cell phone and do all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And I admire people who have the gumption to go ahead and try. Right. And digital technology allows us to put something on YouTube, on Facebook, on mm-hmm. Instagram, mm-hmm. and at no cost or the Mm -hmm. cost of whatever our cell phone bill is a month. Mm -hmm. You can make a dollar Mm -hmm. from doing that. And so we have to not despise small beginnings Mm -hmm. and learn that it's okay to crawl before you walk. Then when you get a little bit of money, invest in some Mm -hmm. sponsored ads or invest in somebody who can do the marketing pieces for you. Mm Then when you get a little bit more money, invest in somebody who can put, do a whole video setup for you and do some video ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can't keep all the money. You right. know, you have to invest in yourself. And those people who do bold things mm-hmm. get bold results. Those mm-hmm. people who don't do bold things... Work for people who do both things. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense to you?
0: Mm-hmm. No, I, I I totally agree with you. <clears throat> any other advice you want to give to a small businessman getting started out there?
1: Do it. Mm-hmm. Just do it, and don't try to figure it out right now. And don't try to figure out. I mean, it. At, at the end of the day, it's not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. So,
0: what is the solution? <clears throat> yeah, I, I know you talked about that, and I do know you do have. Uh, mm-hmm events that you have there at Tech Hive, I believe it is. And you have people come in. So give us a a little bit about what the solutions is all about.
1: All right. So the solution is we could talk about the problem with black people is, and then you could fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. And we do that often. Mm -hmm. And so I got back in 2019, I got tired of hearing people talk about the problem with black people is. Mm -hmm. And I said, all right, we're going to work on the solution, right? Mm -hmm. And so... I designed it to be reminiscent of the 21st Congressional District Caucus. Mm -hmm. Now, we can't meet. I don't have the time to meet every week, but Mm -hmm. we can meet once a month. And we meet once every second Sunday Mm -hmm. to come into there and have a black think tank. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And in that we address one issue per month. Mm -hmm. Last year, last month, it was black business and why it's crucial. Mm-hmm. So we'll have a conversation. There are no big eyes. There are no little use. I might moderate it, Andrew, Allison, somebody else might moderate it, but everybody gets to speak. We get a limit on the time that you can speak, two mm-hmm. minutes, right? Mm-hmm. But when we, co- at the, the last 45 minutes, and it only lasts an hour and 30, mm-hmm. last 45 minutes, you're not allowed to talk about any problems. You can only talk about solutions. Mm-hmm. And we put all the solutions on the board. We type them up. We send them out to everybody and then people take bits and pieces of what they can own and what they want to do and and they work towards cr- creating solutions so we've been able to mm. do some interesting things you know interesting
0: That sounds pretty interesting. Mm You're also working with the ministerial group you're a part of. What's that group with you and Reverend Goldstein is a part of that, right?
1: No, that's not a ministerial group. It's GPAC. You talk about GPAC? Yeah, what what is GPAC? Well, GPAC started because we recognized a few years ago that there were challenges. Like, There were challenges if you take a hard partisan stance on an issue Mm -hmm. that or if a system told you you could, or you couldn't do something mm-hmm. that everybody would just fall suit, but then black people would be, you know, left holding the bag. Mm-hmm. So, and at that time, the challenge was we recognize that after judge for yourself gave Andrea Nelson more judge, now judge, Andrea Nelson Moore zeros across the board. So you gave her a zero in community engagement. So when we looked, we saw that historically they were at that time. And I'm cool with judge for yourself. Now at that time, we saw that they always rated black judicial candidates lower. So when we saw that and we, I literally went to every mm. ministerial Alliance. I went to every black organization, asked for help from NACP, UPM, you name it. I went there mm. and everybody was like, you're right, Jerry, but there's nothing we could do. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, all right, I'm not going to create a ministerial alliance, and we are not going to create a ministerial alliance, but we have to be able to do something that we can respond mm-hmm. and say this is what's in the best interest of the black community. Mm-hmm. And so we created GPAC.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: To, and, and how many members in GPAC? I don't know. It all depends on what munchie catches. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's usually... Less than 25, but they are 25 influential individuals.
0: So, Jerry, as we do with all our programs, man, I'm going to give you that camera there, get a chance to make sure you let people know about what's happening out there with the solutions, how they can get involved, what's going on with your next event,
1: and how they can reach you. Take your time, say whatever you like. All right. Hey, look, don't just talk about good trouble. Get in some good trouble, like Rep John Lewis uh, said. You know, go ahead, push the envelope, be bold. Get into some good trouble.
0: All right, everybody. That's Jerry Prim. He's on our show. He came in to talk to us. And I hope you got something out of that. And like he said, I'm going to leave in the description all the links of where you can reach out to him about what he's doing with his business, how you can get involved with the solutions, mm-hmm. and take advantage of what he got going on at the business to help you scale up your business. So, again, we'll see you next Sunday. Strategic moves with Kendall. Peace.